We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. They split with the Astros, Scott. I think on the last episode, towards the very end, we were talking about what we thought was going to happen in the series, and I said, they'll split with the Astros, and you said, no, look at the pitching matchups. They're going to get crushed. Listen, I the cynic in me was saying they will split with the Astros because I think that was the worst possible outcome. Treading water, remaining 500, remaining just barely out of reach of the playoffs is the worst possible outcome for this team either win the series which you had a chance to do on sunday take the series feel good going into a road trip and then maybe this team could go on some momentum gets get some good vibes going and you could feel good about the yankees or just get stomped and be done with it and let's move on with our lives but instead it's it's a split and it's just endless it's the never and it's the song that never ends with the 2023 yankees well, I'm looking at this as uh, they had every opportunity in the world in this last game to to win, and were they? I think it was like 14 batters in the last three innings, something like that. Four, four uh, next to impossible to do. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. they were all but giving them the game with uh, with with the walks for they couldn't find the strike zone, the the pitch clock, uh, you know, error to um, to to Glaber, and then obviously to end the game. Uh, Stanton just hit it to the wrong part of the park and, and probably didn't get the meat of the bat on the thing, but hit the shit out of the ball. It's uh, it's unfortunate at the end there how, how it went down. But yeah, they had every opportunity. When when I see that they beat Verlander, they they split with the Houston Astros. Okay, that's at least nothing uh, nothing crazy. It's not a bad team. It's a it's a it's not the same team by the way. Like the, I don't get the same vibe I get from the Houston Astros as I have in the last couple of years. They they. Uh, they're they're not as disciplined. They strike out a lot more. It seems like they're just I don't know. They they feel like a, a different team for for me at least. Maybe it's their pitching. I think their pitching is not what what uh what it has been in the past. And who knows? They may catch catch lightning in a bottle at the end of the season with Verlander too. But it's a it's a a good split. It's a good split. If you listen to Harrison Bader's post game press conference today, or just when they were asking him uh, some questions, not really a press conference. You know, it was. Uh, I think it was Meredith who asked him, "Do you, do you guys, are you frustrated with, uh, you know, how many runners that we were left on base?" And he he said quite the opposite, quite the opposite. I feel encouraged. I feel like we have some momentum going forward because oh, this is a game that we. Basis? This is a game that we felt like we were never out of. We never felt like we were out of this game. The feeling in the dugout was because that we're going to get that big the hit. Astros we're get that big gave one. them. They. They fucking handed the game to the Yankees on a silver platter, and the Yankees are like, nah, smack it out of their hand. I don't want it. You can take it. 
So if you know inside the dugout you're feeling uh, momentum after something like this, fine. Use whatever you got. Oh, Take good whatever loss. you got. A moral, a moral loss. Hey, if you, you inside the dugout, you do inside the clubhouse, do whatever. I don't give a shit what you do to to rally and to and to feel good about yourselves. Muster it up somewhere or another because it's not coming from series wins. It's it's got to come from scenarios that you believe you had an opportunity. And uh, if they can roll that into some momentum, then then great. We'll we'll see what happens on this uh, on this upcoming road trip because it's going to be again the the whole month is tough. It's a tough month, and and they're going to Chicago, um, but then they have a, a very hard stretch in the NL East with Miami and Atlanta. So we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I I get what you're saying, and I, I guess I understand what Bader is saying. Like the Astros are a good team, always play the Yankees tough and you split with them and you you were right there to take three out of four from the Astros and that would have felt really good but at the same time I just look at the Astros legitimately tried to give the Yankees the game on Sunday and even in that first uh, inning was the third or the fourth inning when the Yankees scored four runs to come back it was all on walks and errors and everything not not one single hit with a guy on base they had the sack fly but like that's no just a single just get a hit with a runner on base, and it's a completely different ball game. And the Yankees are just incapable of doing that. Yeah, the number of the number of runners that they left on base today was was pretty egregious. Season so, high, season high. That's, I feel like we're heading, we're getting a lot of season highs with runners left on base, strikeouts, strikeouts. in a series, strikeouts in a game. These are not the things that that we want to be, uh, be be setting season high um, accolades with in in August. Not not the thing, uh, not the thing we want to do. But again, man, like you said, you have to if with with what this team has, we know what they have to do. They have to play closer to their abilities. Each individual person, that's that's why they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. They didn't believe anybody that they could get that was going to put them over. I think everybody still knows whether you were going to get one or two guys. It wasn't going to make a difference unless these two or unless this team does. Uh, you, play more to their capabilities. And that's just what they have to lean on. They have to they have to get something going knowing that. Glaber had a, a great day at the plate. He's been hot. I think uh, Kay said on the broadcast, 12 for his last 22. Maybe it's 23 after his last, I, I don't know, whatever. He's hitting 500 over his last 20 something at-bats. But then today, you know, Ilya just dropped in our chat. The uh, the heart of the order, one, two, and four hitters, except for Glaber, who was hitting third, 0 for 14. Over 14 between Bowers, Judge, and Stan. Bowers has been unbelievable. We'll talk about him in a second. Stan's been pretty damn solid. Judge, since he came back, like he, he's been on base he came a lot. Out of the but, gate fast, but, but, but yeah, yeah, but like 0 for 14 from your one, two, and four hitters. Like, you, you're not going to win a game that way. You can't win games that way, especially against the Astros. Yeah, and Stan's been getting the ball out of the ballpark. I think he, he actually might, he might. He's a top, top. He's either a leader or top, uh, top of the American League since. Um, does in, it feel in, in that the, way in the month of July? No, because he hits some in, in bunches, just like as he does, man. He he just he has some really bad at bats. Even even during this hot streak, I, I've seen some really bad at bats from him. And it's um the whole running thing. I mean, I know we're going to talk about that. I just Let's I don't talk understand. about it right now. Let's talk about it right okay, now. Okay, great. I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening. I don't get it. He's not hurt. He's healthy, yet he can't run a ball out with two outs. Mm-hmm. That is a single to right field that you're scoring on, no problem. My not, not, we're not talking about a bullet straight to the no, right fielder playing. My grandmother's shallow. scoring on this on this hit. This and is a looping line drive to right center field. You don't the have to look at. There's to two outs. Over. You're you're running. You're running. There's two outs, and uh, yeah. So and he's just. I, I I got no problem with the send. The send was completely fine. It was exactly what it was supposed to. There's be. not even a send, like you said. There's two outs in a ball to the outfield. You're just running home. That's just like that's what you do, no matter unless, who's running. Unless there was a known injury about this, and I keep hearing about. Well, he's he's he he ran. He was running upright, and and he he had to like make sure that he wasn't getting injured when he was running. I don't get that. What? So are we saying that now that he's completely healthy, we also have we have limitations, some strange limitations on how fast. Uh, he can run in a, in a given situation. Is it is it the stopping and going? Like what is it? What when can he run and when can he not run? If there's a ball that's towards the the line and he's shading up to center field, can he run down that ball? If the opposite, can he can he run a ball uh, down a ball that's that's in? Can he run a, a ball that's that's back? Is he not allowed to take a drop step? I'm curious as to what the limitations are here with Stan because he can't. I don't turn. know. 
So he's like a he's like a crocodile. So have you ever heard that if you're getting chased by zigzag. a crocodile, you run in zigzags because they will follow you and then they will they will get tired and they will slow down quicker. But if you run straight, like they can move straight quickly for for short bursts and they're probably going to catch you. Stanton is a crocodile. If if he has to run straight down the, down the baseline 90 feet and that's it, he could do that. But as soon as he has to turn, which last time I checked, baseball's a diamond and you got to turn left four times if you're going all the a way. Lot yeah. A lot of turning. A lot of turning. If you're playing left. the outfield too, there's 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 there are balls back and that, forth. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. So he had so, to make a cut going around third. He had to make a cut to his left. Could Zoolander not turn left or turn right? I can't remember. But like I, I think he's a mix t- between Zoolander and a crocodile. Right. Yeah. He couldn't turn right. So it's like a it's like a, a left-handed Zoolander is what he, so he he made a bad cut around third and they're saying he had to pull up so he didn't injure himself. Like that's where we are with this guy. Where he makes and one he's fully wrong healthy. step. I mean, you say fully I mean, I agree, fully healthy, but like that's doesn't that, sound I mean, like if that's, that, if that's if that's Stanton being healthy, healthy, like he's gonna yeah. like he is so fragile. That one slightly wrong cut and he could just blow a hammy, roll an ankle. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Like, so like that's it, the thing, man. It's like, there's no. How is that? That's not healthy so to me. You're, well, you're, that, yeah, you're that's, that's, that's the thing. Is it, is it his, is this his healthy? That's, that's my question. Is this, is this what we get when we get Giancarlo Stanton healthy? He that's can't sad. Round bases with speed. That's so sad. That's crazy. That's crazy because I don't know what that's going to do if there's a ball that that is you know takes a little bit extra uh, effort and mustard to get to in the outfield, and you can't always be the DH now. You just can't be the DH all the time, especially even with if you're a DH. Back. You have to run the bases. You have to be able to score from second base on a looping line drive to right center field with two. Out. There's no excuse for not scoring. Like the the I'm surprised Houston even made the relay throw home. They looked up and they're like, wait. Judge is just walking. Well, excuse me, Stanton's just walking. He's 40 feet from home plate, and Stanton's just walking. Yeah, I'll throw it home. And they had him by 10 steps. I, yeah, they had him by a lot. I couldn't believe it. I thought there was like, I thought he like forgot how many outs there were or something more than just like, no, bad, bad turn. I was really hoping there was walking. some there was some baseball dumb baseball miss misstep right you like exactly like you forgot something or, forgot how many outs there were thought there thought okay. there was only one out to, to stop but no right like no, cause at because at least then I'm trying to stay healthy and then yeah Boone said um, Stan is 100 percent maybe he was just trying to preserve himself ah <laughs> 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 oh, this is one thing after the other with this team, it's so man. weird it's just weird that's a strange thing it was a really really strange play I thought I was completely missing something uh where where you know he was he was injured and I just didn't know it because that's so that's exactly was, what it looked like I was listening to the game at this moment and so John and Susan and and Sterling basically called it like he was just gonna just gonna score and then he had to like amend himself and be no he, he oh he's out the throws in time he's out how did they get him? Like that was literally his train of thought. Like how, how did he get out on that play? Yeah. Well, it's, John does that. Okay, he did that again today. Uh, but at least this one was. I was the, listening like, to a lot of it because I was <laughs> running back and forth to Home Depot. It was one of those days. And oh, how many times? Wh- what's what's your record for Home Depot trips in one day? Uh, in my last house, it was very high because I was three minutes down the road. Now it's a, a little bit of an effort. So I I, I don't know five. Four. Oh, I've I've gone three times in a day before. Yeah, I've you definitely get home, gone. You're like crap. Times. Forgot something. Oh, I needed something else. I got the wrong size. Got to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. He there. There were a few plays that he's like, oh no, that didn't happen. And and uh, yeah. I, I mean, I can understand. You're assuming that that man is scoring because of the again two outs. When 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 you see two outs and there's a and there's a ball to the outfield, like you should be rounding third as the as the as the, uh, the ball is like touching the ground. So, so you're, you're, what, you're halfway there. What is this? I mean, Stanton's under contract for 24, 25, 26, 27, four more years after this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's like, this is what we're dealing with, with this guy. It, this is, this is it. He, he's so fragile. He's so injury prone that he can't even run second to home consistently. And even when he's in the lineup, that you're always holding your breath on everything he does. He, he can't play the outfield consistently. 
He's not consistent offensively at the plate. Like, I, I, I'm not. I, it, it's one thing to just be like, you know, Stanton gets a lot of hate. I understand that. Stanton's not the number one problem with this team. I'm not saying that. But my God, has this not worked out for the Yankees? Like, all time bad acquisition. I mean, there have been a hell of a lot worse. But yes, over the with when this is all said and done, we will look back. And, and look at three contracts and three contracts only. We will look at Manny Machado. We will look at um, Bryce Harper and we will look at Stanton because it was between those three guys and the Yankees chose Stanton. They did it in, in a way that was different where they didn't have to bid necessarily. And that's how they they filled their bat. That that was a choice. Once Charlie Otani was passed, they moved on to the next three and chose Stanton and they did it a little early so they didn't get into that bidding war. But that was a very deliberate choice. Yeah, they, he he was coming off the NL MVP. I I understand. Like at the time, I loved the acquisition. I thought it was genius. But we're not in the position making the decisions, right? Like that's Brian Cashman's job. That's the Yankees front office job to evaluate things and make the right decision. And that one was wrong. So as fans, you can you can love it, you can hate it at the time, but you also have the right as a fan and in our position, whatever kind of analyst you want to call whatever we're podcasters right like we have we can look back and say that was a bad call that was a bad decision by brian cashman i yeah i i definitely i hear you on that but i, I also have a hard time sometimes saying that and, and killing a guy for making a choice that seemed very good at the time when 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 all the all the uh dust settles even even pretty close afterwards and you're looking around and you're like okay that's okay. And then for whatever reason, it just doesn't work out. You can't see the future. You cannot. I don't think people saw Stanton getting hurt as many times as he was because that's that's the biggest problem. He just we hasn't been on seen, the field. We should, have, we should have seen that coming. Maybe we should have seen Other than it. the 17 season, he won the MVP. He was hurt all the time for the Marlins. And, and I know and some, some of it was, I mean, one he got of them, hit in the face. He got hit right. in the face with a pitch. Like that's not his fault, obviously. Yeah. But like he, he was also an injury prone guy. And also at the time, we did not think acquiring John Carlos Stanton was going to stop them from going out and signing a free agent the next year. Harper seemed unlikely at the time because you had Judge in, in the outfield, you had Stanton in the outfield. Harper at that point pretty much seemed off the table. But Machado, at that time, we were shouldn't like, that shouldn't have been off the table. You still needed a third baseman. Yeah. No, that that is true. I just, when I look back at Cashman and I, I make my final judgments when all is said and done, I have to build into the context of what the situation was in that moment as well and, and how I felt. Because because I, I I have to I have for me and and my own personal judgment like I have to bring that in the the Frankie Montas thing I'll bring all of my my feelings in on that on that trade at the at the moment understanding that that guy was injured um, and and who had who he hadn't gone after and who he never uh, who who he lost bidding to so I think there's a lot of context with with Stanton you're right Machado could have been gotten Harper wasn't really wasn't going to happen the outfield was too crowded. Um, but at the end, they they were going after one contract, and we didn't know that, and they chose him. Well, what do you think of Radon so far? <laughs> you know, last week he the the attitude of him got me back a little bit just because of 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 uh, the the way that I interpreted it. I guess he, he's you could tell that he just uh, he's he wears his emotions on his sleeve. But when you do that and you don't pitch well ever. And you just extended, <laughs> you just continue to throw the ball outside the strike zone. And then when you do throw a strike, it gets demolished. Um, I got, I got no time for any of the other nonsense. You, that's all cute when you're good, but when you're not good, it, it looks worse and, and feels worse. Um, yeah. He's a bad pitcher, man. He's a two pitch pitcher that can't throw a strike. That's a problem. That's a problem. When you have two pitches and one of them's a fastball and the other one's a slider and you can't throw the off speed for a strike. Now you can only throw a fastball. And if you throw the fastball in the zone, everybody in this league can hit a fastball, every single person. So, so if you're regulated to one pitch and one pitch only, and periodically you get it over the plate, you're screwed. What pitch is he going to develop next spring? Is it going to be a gonna cutter? Be a cutter. <laughs> it's going to be a cutter. But a cutter and a slider, it's too close. One's a fastball. I feel like he needs. I feel like speed. he needs a changeup. I feel like he, he's got to go. It's got something that goes down instead of also breaking inside to a right-handed hitter. 
at this point, he just needs to keep his same slot. If he can change the grip and apply different movements on it, then then great. But um, I, I don't know, man. It's like we, everything we hear about this guy and everything we've seen, he he had good good starts to the season uh, when he signed with the Giants. He's he's been you know at the top of the list. You know when you're looking at starting pitchers for for Major League Baseball over the last few years, like he's at the, he's top of the list. He's right there with Cole and 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 some other guys as as the mainstays at the top, the, the superior starting pitchers. And then we get this guy who is floating around his six ERA, can't get out of a game without two giving more up five runs, today. two more home runs to the same freaking guy in less and, than three innings. Comes out of the game with hamstring tightness. And it starts with walks. It starts with walks. It starts with letting guys on base and then allowing, uh, you know, those guys to score on on the home run. We, we've said this in the past with with Cole, and he's really cleaned it up and really made this an emphasis in his game. Oh, I forgot. I found something. By the way, let me let me finish this thought. Um, and uh, and he doesn't give up home runs with runners on base very frequently. He will attack guys when there's nobody on and will give up the solo home run. But he's not he's not doing that with with runners on like he was last year. That was a problem, and now Radon is doing that. But Radon, you can't even echo in the same in the same in the same sentence because he has shown nothing in pinstripes so far. Nothing. I, I mean, I, yeah, he sucks. Like that. That's the the expert analysis is he sucks. He says he sucks. We say he sucks. Everyone says he sucks. Like how are we even to analyze him at this point? Like he he has not you even. Can't. Pitched deep enough into games, he hasn't shown anything yet, other than he's been injured all season. He comes back, he sucks immediately. He sucked all time. He he kisses, blows kisses to fans. He opens up his shirt a little bit and sweats, and we're like, ah, he's fun sometimes. Well, we and he still sucks. It's like this is what this guy has been so far. Yeah, and he's got a mustache. The the a dumb mustache. There's there's nothing there's nothing to hold on to. Like, wait, what do we like? What do you want me to say? Nothing about to it? hold on to. There's nothing there. <laughs> This is expert analysis. The guy hasn't done jack shit. Hasn't done jack shit. He can't throw the ball over the plate. And he might be hurt again. Like, would it, would it surprise anyone if he spends another month on the IL? No, of course not. It wouldn't because that they're 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 dropping they're dropping fast. Uh, Carlos Rodon. I don't know, man. Like, I need to see him do well so that I can see what that looks like. <laughs> well, you know what, what I'm what saying? Like, can we just see what that looks like? What did What did you find? Oh, so I'm listening to this. Uh, I've been listening to this book that I forget where I saw it, but it's this guy who works with with Jordan or worked with Jordan and some other uh, just very high profile uh, killer athletes about their regiment, about their mindset, and a whole bunch of things. Right? Um, this guy's name is uh, his name is Tim Grover. Anyway, so I'm, I'm listening to this book uh, as I'm driving called Relentless, and it's interesting. But he definitely worked with Garrett Cole. Had to have. Had to have. Had to have. Because from this book, one of the big things that they say or have said, pressure is a privilege. <laughs> so it wasn't even original. It was from, it was from, uh, it must have been from here. I, I wouldn't, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that I'm noticing in this book with, with Garrett Cole and the way he talks and the way he does things. So the guy that, which is or interesting, think, maybe, do you think maybe Cole it was just relatively like new. follows this guy and like read this book. No, maybe. I bet he works. He's this guy works with. Wouldn't this top wouldn't athletes. Cole be in the book unless this is an older book? No, it's just yeah, it's not. It's not. He doesn't name all the people who. Cole's with. not good enough to get in the book yet. Because <laughs> if he talks about if he's he talks about Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> he talks about Jordan, Kobe, and Dwayne Wade. Those are the three guys that he's been talking oh, about so, so far. Basketball, yeah. Yeah, but he works with other guys too. So anyway, I thought it was interesting that uh, pressure is a privilege. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, very cool. Listening to a book, huh? Yeah, that's how I have to. Oh, I read Robinson Crusoe to Kemp. That's the first book I think I've read in 15 years, cover to cover. Yeah. Like actually read. I've read Little Blue Truck about 4,000 times. Yeah, yeah. I don't count the, I don't count little, this (laughs) chapter books, okay? I have a standard. Oh, chapter books. <laughs> How many pages? We've, we got through a 230-page book, baby. That's pretty good. How long did it take you? Uh, I don't know. Did, did, we would probably a week and a half of evening reading. That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. He was on the edge of the seat. He liked it. Right. It was cool. I want to tell you guys about Factor Meals. So Factor sent us a couple of samples a couple weeks ago. 
I gotta tell you the truth. I love them. Not just because they were delicious, but they were also extremely convenient. Two kids now, evenings are a shit show. Leanne and I look at each other and we're like, what's for dinner? I don't know. Open up the refrigerator. Maybe something magically appears. And for a brief time, when Factor had sent us the food, something did magically appear. And all you got to do is pop it in the microwave and heat it up and it is good to go. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They offer delicious flavor-packed options that meet many dietary needs. If you're calorie-conscious, keto-friendly, veggie, and vegan, there is something for everyone. The process is so easy. You just go on their website. You pick your meals from a weekly selection of over 30 options. Factor prepares and cooks them to perfection with their gourmet chefs, and then the food is delivered right to you. You simply heat it up. It only takes a couple of minutes, and you are eating amazing food. My favorite one that they sent us was the black pepper pork chop. What about you, Scott? Uh, the chili. They sent a couple of different chilies, and and they've all been pretty tasty. Bevan had one as well and really liked it, liked how convenient it was. Um, and one thing about these meals is they're they're – they're put together by by uh, gourmet chefs. Like they're they're delicious. They're they're not just uh, a regular meal that you can get that's pre made. Like this thing is this is a legit meal. Very tasty. They have a ton of snack options as well, including cold pressed juices and shakes. This is seriously the easiest and best option for food if you are struggling to eat delicious and healthy meals. Sometimes it's easy to fall into bad routines and forget about taking care of yourself, but Factor can solve that for you. Head to factormeals.com slash Bronx50 and use code Bronx50 to get 50% off. That is half off, 50%. F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S.com slash B-R-O-N-X-5-0, factormeals.com slash Bronx50. Thank you so much to Factor for sponsoring us today. Definitely go check them out. All right. Uh, well, we mentioned Radon, another guy just that's just completely lost in the rotation is Severino. He gave up five runs in four innings on Friday night. And uh, listen to these rankings uh, on the year for for Severino among starting pitchers with minimum 60 innings pitched. The most home runs allowed per nine innings at 2.48. He ranks 129th, which is dead last in FIP, 129th in ERA, 129th in batting average allowed, 129th in WHIP. Not good. These are not good numbers. I, you know, I don't. There's no reason he's in the rotation at this point. I mean, the only reason is because there's other people missing. But um, you know, we thought maybe he was onto something two weeks ago, and and it's been a shit show ever since then. So, um, this is a guy that's not figuring it out, and I don't know why. I don't know what the deal is. I have no idea. There's there's a million things you can look at the tip pitching, the the pitch tipping. Uh, the 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 mechanics obviously he's lost his confidence I can tell you that. that that's one thing that seems to be very clear um and it's a better I, I don't even know you know you bring him out of the bullpen I'm not sure what that does for why you, what does that do honest. for you like, like no it doesn't much you're so, you going to trust him in mop-up scenarios fine put him in mop-up scenarios they're they're in a weird situation with him to be honest with with what you do I mean he, he's uh he's due a contract so that's not great timing for him. Do personally. not touch him with a ten foot pole. But you ask that you know you ask him to to compete out of the bullpen, and you have guys right now who are pitching better than him out of the bullpen. Why why make that move? Um, so, it, it, but it's not like with Severino where he hits a wall in the third inning or the fourth inning when he's facing the order first. Like it's immediate from from the get go. Right. He struggles. So what is what good is moving him to the bullpen going to do? I, no, I don't know. I don't. He he can't pitch. So whether you pitch as a starting pitcher or you're pitching out of the bullpen, if you're not able to pitch competitively at this level, then it's a problem either way. So I I, I don't I don't understand what they're going to do with him. I, I feel like they're in a in a spot where they either have to call someone up and 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 you hide him in the bullpen for a mop up duty and such and and try to you know get him on the side get him to to get his groove back in some way and and stall as long as possible you know phantom IL the guy well, do something well, if, something, if something Herman, that's going on because there are guys in the in the minor leagues right now and even Brito just got sent down Vasquez both available and right now pitching significantly better than than well you can't pitch Severino. worse than the worst pitcher in baseball right. if Herman doesn't go into rehab this week does Severino get that start on Friday because Nestor's come was already 
ready to come back. So does Nestor just take Severino's spot and Herman continues to pitch? I think that's exactly what was going to happen. Well, that's probably what the plan was. It had to have been. I mean, if you if you look at who was going to be up for that last spot, it would have been Severino and Herman. And I don't think there's a, a close comparison. Not that Herman was pitching great, but but again, you're sending one of the these guys to the bullpen to to you know to 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 pitch out of the bullpen and to be an arm for you out there. And I I don't know how you possibly go to Luis Severino and anything that's other than a mop up duty. Exactly. That's all it is. Soon. It's it's mop up. That's it. And have have any confidence in him, you know, going in there and doing so anything. So then you send him down to Scranton and then just have him pitch down there. F- try and figure yeah, it out. Ilya, are they even able to send him down to Scranton? I, I don't think so. I think you have to DFA him. Well, you could you could, like you said, Phantom IL him and then rehab him in Scranton. Sure. Great. That then, you know, something like that. But but again, like you then he's DFA not pitching him. for the big club. Then he's not DF, pitching for the Yankees. Then DFA him because he's not he's not under contract next year. They're hopefully not gonna sign him. He's not helping the team. So just end it. They're gonna have to at some point if he if he continues to do this, because the margin for the margin for error for this team is very small. You, you can't, can't just you, roll you him out just, there and give you, up seven runs every single time. You're you're, you're losing. Carlos every, Rodon's giving up yeah, five, so you you're can't losing it somewhere else. Exactly, you're losing every time Rodon takes the mound. You're losing every time Severino takes the mound, and then the other three days are toss ups. Okay, so you're already in the hole two out of five, and then it's let's hopefully win two out of the next three. You know the one one of the. One of the conf- one of the things that gave me confidence uh, this this series was watching Nestor pitch. Nestor did look good. Granted, yeah. didn't have an extended period there. Four um, innings. He was, he was on a pitch count. Four innings, but he looked he looked a lot closer to what we had seen in the past. 100%. He looked like he was in con- in control. He looked like uh, uh, the Nestor of old, who who was really feeling confident with all of his pitches. And that's a that's a that's a guy that that you know you have a lot of confidence in going out there and giving you an opportunity to win that game every single time he takes the ball. Um, so that's huge. That is that is very very big. And God help Radon for if he he his ass better figure something out very soon because this is wild. If uh, if we sign this guy for all the the money that we did and he doesn't pitch well at all this season, that's just a crazy that's crazy town. So it's, um, if you have those with, three so guys, you're, you're, you see some wins. We were talking about this in the in the chat earlier, like trying to figure out, oh, does Radon struggle out of the gate normally in a season? I'm sorry. You can't compare this to a normal season. This guy was out with a back injury until July. So whether he normally struggles in the beginning of a season or not, this was not a normal season for Carlos Radon. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I just – I'm curious as to when he does start if he if he before he gets ramped up that if he's a slow starter but, uh, that, but again i mean slow starter slow starter one. is one thing this is awful this is like you said no this p- is awful this is bad. a 6 plus era that's not slow starter that's, you know what i'm looking terrible. for here's what i'm looking for i'm looking for a moment where he figured it out after sucking that's what i that's well, what i want you to thought it was the first inning today when he had like a 7 i'm talking pitch about inning. in a season in a season i want give me a stretch where he was bad and then became Cy young that, that's that's like my my glass half full well, last that's year what i'm we looking looked, for no we looked at this last last may he struggled and it was because of the arm issue and then he was dominant from there on out, pretty much. But that was because of an injury. He's healthy okay. right now. He's Is healthy. He? he just he, left the game with a hamstring. Well, beyond the the hamstring, he thinks it was a cramp. Did, did, did he not drink Gatorade before the game? What's it, happening? It, so, it sounds it sounds like it's much ado about nothing, to be honest. And and that they took him out precautionary because like he, was he was coming ass. out of the game anyway because yeah. he stunk. Like that's that's kind of where my head is with 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 what just happened. Um, they're gonna give him an MRI because. They should. That's the right thing to do. Hey, maybe you should check out all the different things around a player to find out why they're not doing well. Check out. Maybe their there's something too. going on. Who knows? Maybe there's something going on that they're not even talking about or they don't know about. Who knows? Um, yeah. So they they're going to look at him, but I I have a feeling it's it's uh it's nothing. But yeah, man, he's just got to figure it out. And I want I wanted I want to see somewhere where he figured it out. That's it. I want to see where there was a happy ending. The um, they kept talking. So you can't say that. They kept they kept talking on the broadcast today. Like he's so, been so good in his career against the Astros, eight stars, one point five five year. I'm like, guys, like read the room. Like, like this is not dealing with the same pitcher right now. I don't care what he's done in his career against the Astros. Well, 
Also, back. different teams. I don't understand with why the white, people, pitching why with those the numbers white, get thrown out. Pitching with the White Sox two years ago is the last time he faced. It's like, come on, this is not the same thing. I hate, I hate when that happens. <clears throat> Either way, um, yeah, he's just got to figure it out. And you know, there's a big problem if he's injured. Because if he is injured and that hamstring comes up, if that MRI machine comes up and says, oh, there's a strain, grade two strain, grade one strain, and, and he's got to be uh, be out for two to three starts. Now he's got to ramp back up again. Now he's got to, he's got to, you got to, you know, do all the things. Well, you know what we're dealing with? And then we're, we have Vasquez and Brito both in the rotation. You know what we're dealing with? Which maybe that's an improvement. Is that's actually. an improvement over there. We're dealing with an injury guy in Carlos Fredo. <sighs> so he's going to be injured a lot. I don't, I don't like this whole new injury guy thing coming out of your mouth because it's going to be every player from now until eternity. You know no, that, right? There's players in the Yankees right now that are not injury guys. I, I shit all over Gleyber Torres pretty much every episode. He's not an injury guy. Credit to him. He's not I'm an so injury happy guy. He's doing well right now. I, I hope he just continues to mash. Just yeah. continues to he, mash. Uh, he, he's hitting 500 over his last 20-something at-bats, and he raised his average to 270. Yeah. Again, that's like 330. He's not been the best hitter. By the way, we can no longer say he's been the best hitter on the Yankees this year. That belongs to Jake Bowers. I don't know about that. Oh, higher OPS plus. The um <laughs> the player that Glaber has become. He's a good player. He's a good sure. player. I don't want to talk about him anymore, or at least for this episode. Um, but you are right about Nestor Cortez. It was good to see him back and more in the in the 2022 form than 2023 form only home only a run was the solo homer to Altuve and then uh going all the way back to Thursday they uh, they did win that game Schmidt pitched even though they got out hit by the Astros they did uh they got the Stanton and Billy McKinney homers in the first and uh were able to hang on to that game also Clark Schmidt again showing up showing up for uh you know a good a good opponent you know, by saying there's three, Clark Schmidt's the other guy. I'm not. I'm not saying Clark Schmidt's one of the. He, he's a good starter. He's a he's a good number three four starter. That's what he mm. is, and he's been very four good. Four five. Four five. Four. On this team, you know, he's been Again, the two. Here you, here you go with the because I live here. Thing. This is where we live. This is where we live. This is where we live. This is what we look at. Yeah. Imagine they, looking out your house and like expecting there to be like. You know, twenty acres of of beautiful rolling hills and and a sunset every night, even though you're looking the wrong way. You know, there could be you, you could think that and then be disappointed every day. I'm or just, you just look I'm out. I'm just what you looking have out my crazy. window, hoping crackheads aren't shitting on the lawn. Okay, with the Yankees right now, that's well, what I'm hoping for. Well, Domingo Herman is no longer with the team. <laughs> <laughs> So we did get uh, from the Wall Street Journal <clears throat> a little write-up on the incident on Tuesday, which there was a lot of speculation, was it with his family? Um, but no, it was at Yankee Stadium. Reading from the Wall Street Journal, Herman- But he does have to go home every night. That's oh, yeah. that's where I think a lot of it, he's got to go home. And that's, that's scary if he's doing that in a clubhouse. It says, Herman, according to people who were present, entered the clubhouse playing loud music and making jokes- uh, excuse me, making jokes while Marinaccio was packing his bag, which irritated teammates who confronted him about his lack of decorum in a difficult moment for a teammate. The next afternoon, so this was, I guess, Wednesday then, the next afternoon, before he was going to be checked in to rehab, right? Before Every, they this was all it. Tuesday. This was all Tuesday, the incident. This said, so this so this said the next afternoon. So I don't know if the him making jokes. When did Marnaccio get sent down? Was that Monday? Ilya's going to look that up. Said Herman arrived at the ballpark and appeared intoxicated, according to multiple people who interacted with him that afternoon. He entered the clubhouse and argued with teammates. He flipped at least one couch while teammates and staff tried to get him to calm down. During the outburst, Herman verbally lashed out at Boone, along with others. Boone declined to comment on his interactions with Herman on Tuesday. The team, in an effort to get Herman to contain the situation, briefly sent him to a sauna in an attempt to sweat out the alcohol, according to people who were present. Eventually, Herman was held in the team's nap room while his team ends prepared for Tuesday night's game. Team security was stationed outside the room while Herman recuperated. So yeah, this was Tuesday, so it must have been Monday that, uh, first of all, making fun of a teammate for getting sent down to the minors, 
just a complete jackass, just a complete piece of shit. Yeah, he's an asshole, man. He's he's uh, who flips couches? You know who f- they're flipping couches? This is this is this is crazy, crazy, crazy. Who behavior. makes fun of a teammate who has been struggling after being good for most for the uh, large portion of the first half? It's been struggling for a long time and is getting sent down to the minors. Probably has his world crushed, Ron Marnaccio. and Herman is sh- shit talking him. What just what an ass? I mean, yeah, that's the that's the least of his offenses, to be honest. Well, you, you have just no respect. Like teammates have no can never have respect for you again. You're making fun of a guy for getting sent down. Like you're never going to get the respect of your teammates. I mean, again. There's a, there's a number of things where where he doesn't deserve but, the respect of of, of many. But the people. Yankees kept him here after he they hit did. his fiance in 2019. That should have been enough to let him go, especially because he wasn't good, and it wasn't okay. And they gave him more chances after more chances. And then he gets suspended for sticky stuff. No, that's not enough. Let's just keep this guy around. And he's just a drunk. Who's shit talking teammates, flipping couches, yelling at his manager? It's the only thing I can get behind. Hopefully I know he I took heard that. I was like, well, at least he got some like <laughs> some, some lashes in on. Like, on hopefully him. he took a dump in Boone's <laughs> office before he got sent to the sauna or something. Oh man, it's it, what a what a complete disaster! What a complete disaster! And you know and that this a hundred percent the Yankees' fault. You for also know that this wasn't around. the first time. This wasn't the first time something Stay like this and had said, gone. Around. Stay and said, I knew something like this was going to happen because he's probably shown up wasted a bunch of times yeah uh yeah not gonna pitch for the yankees the rest of the year as cashman said and and hopefully never again to be honest and and can we just forget about that perfect game and stop bringing him into that conversation no it's 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 in the record books forever (laughs) yeah there's not much to say about him they got rid of it he's the there, there was clearly a a cancer in the clubhouse uh with herman that was continuing um, and he has an alcohol problem and needs to get help. So hopefully he gets help. I don't want to see him on the team ever again. Didn't want to see him after the uh, the incident um, at the at the charity softball thing. Don't want to see him again. Don't care if he's good pitcher sometimes. Don't care if he's a bad pitcher. Just don't want to see him. Don't want to see him wearing the Yankee uniform. Didn't exactly. want to before, but this is the position that the Yankees put us in by by having to to deal with this guy as he's. Uh, as he's pitching in the in the uniform that we love, so <clears throat> well, what I fear is that now they will feel sympathetic because alcoholism is a disease, and he needs to recover and get better, and they don't want to. Th- it, it, they might fear throwing him out or not throwing him out, you know, DFAing him, releasing him after this. Well, they don't have to do that. They don't have to do that for for quite some time, I think, because of the the designation that they gave him. Uh, there, there's definitely some time. And again, like I, I, I think we talked about this on the last one. I, I hope the family or the Yankees do right by the family. Uh, get this guy some help because he clearly needs help. But he's th- th- there needs to be a separation. Definitely. And frankly, he shouldn't be probably shouldn't be playing baseball because clearly the lifestyle is not good for him. All right, before we talk about the Anthony Rizzo situation, I want to tell you guys about Game Time, our preferred ticketing app, because it is the easiest way to buy tickets to whatever you want to go to, sporting events, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. The app has so many cool features and is easy to use. It shows you trending tickets, what sections the best deals are in, calls out cheap options and flash deals, and much more so you can make informed purchases. There's also event cancellation protection so you can buy with confidence. I like using Game Time because of those images of your seats, which are super handy. It's also a fast buying process because I'm very impatient. So I just like to do a couple of taps and then boom, I got my tickets and they are sent directly to your phone. So you don't have to dig through your email to find them. It's also perfect if you are buying with friends because you can easily share them in the Game Time app. Snag tickets today without stress using Game Time. Download the app, create an account, and use code Bronx for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, download the app, create an account, and use code Bronx for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thank you to Game Time and to Factor for sponsoring us. Poor Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> You might think I'm going to sit here crushing the Yankees medical staff, but there was an article in The Athletic. Did you – I don't know if you read it, but just talking about the difficulties of diagnosing concussions, and I understand that. Like, And concussions is one of those injuries. Like it's not going to show up on an MRI machine, right? Like there's no – 
It's not an x-ray where, oh yeah, he broke his leg, clearly a break in his leg. Like it's a very odd injury to have happen. The thing is though, this happened in May. He went through concussion protocols and passed. Rizzo said his concussion test at the time, time back in May. Back in May, he went through the the tests. He said the test was 10 to 20 minutes long. He was evaluated by answering a series of questions ranging from the basics to how he felt, whether he could recall what happened on the field, whether he could recite the months of the year in reverse order, and whether he could recall words the training staff said minutes later, among many other things. The the staff also did checks to see if the player's movements uh, were irregular and if he was examining any... um, odd signs in his eyes or if they if he could follow his finger you know the classic thing he the the bottom line is the protocols in place which are agreed upon by mlb and the players association he passed those yep the thing is though he was the worst player in baseball for two plus months dating back to that date exactly clearly something was wrong okay and is and if they after say a month, okay, six weeks, and you're you're looking at this guy and you're like, well, well, clearly something's wrong with you. Let's do something else. And then in Baltimore, which was was it like a week and a half ago, he told the Yankees he's feeling fuzzy, and they continued to play him three games in a row after he said, "I'm feeling fuzzy." That is where you could second guess how they handled this situation. I can second guess the whole thing, to be honest, because it feels like this this just happened with with Clint Frazier. With Clint Frazier, when he after he hit the wall um, in spring it training, it didn't look like one of those. Both of these plays, I would say, didn't look like one of those classic concussion plays. But both of them obviously affected the player enough to to where I I, I went back and watched the. Um, the Tatis play over and over again more just to, just to see. And there was pretty significant impact with his with his hip and, and, and head. And look, man, like here's the problem. We're all, as fans watching this, saying something's going on here. Something's going on. Anthony Rizzo doesn't forget how to play baseball. He's not this player. He doesn't just forget and, and, and become the worst player in baseball overnight. And then all... all, all all the statistics literally go back to that date. You absolutely have to, if you don't catch this in the first two weeks, the first three weeks, okay, I get that. I'd get it. But as you just mentioned, when this continues to linger, the medical staff has the obligation to continue to run tests and and do more and figure things out and keep a closer eye and identify what's going on. Because if you're not, if you're not able to play on the field, like you normally are, whether you say you're good or not, Clearly, something is happening. I none of us knew what it was. I think we all have went back to the neck or the back, which makes sense because when you think about the impact of that, of we that, thought physical. We thought it was a physical. But of that injury, limitation. There's, there's compression in the neck. There's right. with, the, with the way his head got thrown back. But yes, that they have to be well aware of that. And and this is this is something that happened with Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier's he. I don't know. If, I don't know at what point he decided that. Yes, he was all the way back and felt good. I don't even know if that's that time has come. I have stopped following. You know his his career at this point. I don't know. Um, but it just happened. It just it just something like that just happened. It feels like. So you'd think that that uh, the head injury, the the people that are really keeping an eye on that, not just for the concussion protocol to to either put him on an IL stint or not. Like that's that's the first layer of that. But the medical staff needs to continue their care and continue their monitoring to understand why things are happening. Because if they can't figure it out on the field as well, and there's something that's just like, there's a disconnect somewhere, and and then it all goes back to an injury, it's like, it's not that difficult to figure out that something in that moment happened that's still affecting this man. Brian Cashman said, ultimately, we're dealing with a player that didn't have any complaints. And that quote bothered me. It's like, you, so you have to wait for a player to come to you? Like, what is the medical staff there for? You should be- They shouldn't be reactionary like no, that. They should be, you have they should to be, be monitoring. Looking at your players. You, you yes. should be, you should be, yes, obviously, if a player comes to you, duh, but you also need to be proactive in making sure your players are okay. And they weren't in this scenario other than the concussion test, which again, he passed. So fine. But just because you pass something like 
months, months, months went on. Hitting a baseball is hard to do. Obviously, one of the hardest things to do in sports, if not the hardest thing to do in sports. When the ball is coming at you uh, that fast and you have to have split second reactions, there's no room for error. And if this man has a slower reaction time to a baseball that's coming at him 95 miles per hour, and he's feeling like he normally does a particular thing. And even if he doesn't say anything, they know that there was there was an incident. There was an there was an incident on uh, on 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 X day. Was it May twenty first? Whatever May 21st. it was. First. They know what happened. Then they know that he went through protocol. Maybe there should be some extension of that protocol to understand that. Hey, sometimes symptoms from concussions don't show up immediately, and they don't show up in the same way either. And when you're dealing with such a, a small margin of error, like you do in baseball for hitting a baseball, it could go unnoticed because, you know, he can field, he can run, he can do the things. But when you're dealing with like reaction times that, that closely, something, something's off, something, something has been off. And it isn't just us talking about this. Practically everybody on Twitter, people in the comments, like everybody has identified this walk, sitting at home, understanding that something is going on with this man. And yeah, I feel bad because they should have caught it. They should have caught something. And, and, you know, I understand that it's not easy to see. I get that. I do. And, uh, but you know what, man, like you got to continue, you got to continue the monitoring. You got to be more proactive like this as a medical staff and not just reactionary to anytime someone, you have a, an obligation to the, the, the men on that roster to, and to the, the people watching into the organization to make sure that they're, they're at their peak, they're at their best physical abilities. And if someone had an injury or someone had a, an incident where there was a head, I mean, clearly someone's got to be tracking that. I just don't know how many mishandlings of players this medical staff can have before somebody at the top, Hal Steinbrenner, says, you know what? This isn't working. It's it it's it goes down to so many inner workings of this organization that I I don't know where to start. It, the medical staff is definitely one area that they need to look at. It's been you five can, plus you, years. You of- can continue down the decisions that have been made, the people that have been hired, and it's 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 not working. It's not working. It's just bottom they need, line, not working. They need an external consultant or five or ten to come in and do something different. They need a full organization audit through all of the different facets of what's happening in this team. Truthfully. It was, it was a four-day span of the Herman stuff, the, the Rizzo stuff. It's just like... On top only, of not only, doing a damn thing oh, at the deadline, it's like, yeah. Only no the Yankees. Like, only the, like, I feel like in 20 years, we're going to get a book about the 2023 Yankees and the dysfunction from within. Like that's that's the type of season we're dealing with here. Yeah, this is this is some Mets shit. The the past week and a half yeah. is like what we what we're used to with the Mets. Yeah. Like, straight up. That's that's this is what happens over there. Doesn't happen here. But now it is. Very much so. It was so it was so obvious Rizzo was not healthy in some form. Like I just don't understand how they missed that. Like sit him down, talk to him, do some more tests. I don't know. Anything. You don't just become the, like you said, you don't become the worst player in baseball for, for over two months overnight when you are a very, very good player in baseball. You know, it's making, as we're talking about this, it's making me think about Severino and, and what's going on with him too. And, and, what we're oh, yeah. missing? So what are we missing? Saying, would it shock you if, if three no, weeks we're from missing now they're like, oh, he's shut down with with shoulder inflammation that dates back to yeah. the second start, at, you know, the Cincinnati start, which was the last time he pitched? Because back. again, again, Luis Severino doesn't become the worst pitcher in baseball, which he is. So now we've we've gotten two guys who have seen we've seen we've seen Cy Young Severino at that level. We've seen Anthony Rizzo. You know, carry a team and be a huge part of a of a World Series. Rizzo, and, Rizzo was having an All Star season, and he was doing phenomenal. Yes, he came in great shape, feels good, body feels good. What's up? And now it's Severino, like, something's this, going on. Does this derail Rizzo's season next year? Now, because concussions, we've seen how long concussion stuff can last. Like, do you remember um, uh, uh, Justin Morneau? Yeah, Con- concussion completely wrecked his career. Well, that's the thing. That that's, this is the part of this this type of injury that 
this is where you're like, okay, I can't place blame on people because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't. There's there, throw precedent out the window, throw throw protocol out the window for for each individual because it will affect them differently. But you got to monitor it. You got to keep your eye on certain things. There's there's certain cognitive things that you can that you can track and monitor and identify what's going on. But yeah, I I don't think I mean nobody knows. Nobody knows how how this type of thing will react. Nobody knows if he's able to bounce back from this and get those reactions back. Right. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I don't think anybody does. Clearly, the Yankees don't. So if they think that this this small amount of rest and they're able to treat it in some way, uh, again, that's great. If there's if there's some kind of treatment that you can that you can that you can have for how do for you this. treat a concussion? Other than they were just... talking about some type of treatment. I don't I don't know what you do besides rest, but there's clearly something. This is a uh, this is beyond my my uh, my area of medical expertise. What are also the ramifications of playing with a concussion for two months? Like that has to be terrible. I don't know. Well, I don't think I, he I, had a concussion. He didn't have the concussion. It's the symptoms. Something no, I, from that. I know incident. you don't have a concussion for two months, but like he never got the rest he needed. Other than he did spend a, a didn't he spend brief time on the IL originally after the play? I think he spent. Uh, the 10 days on the IL or, or maybe he sat a couple days or something like that. But um, I feel bad for Rizzo, honestly, just like, and at he, least he, now he, 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 he can look and say, okay, my literally my reaction skills are off. Yeah. And it's probably because of this. That's gotta be okay. Cool. Like, yeah, I didn't. At just least I know what it is. I, did, I didn't get the monsters didn't steal my power. Right. So I, I don't, I'm not just bad at like everything feels the same. So there's a reason for this. There's a reason why I haven't been able to do this. That's got to be, as a pro athlete, that's got to give you a little bit of a of a of a boost, understanding that it's not just you betrayed. But scary as hell too, because you don't know if you're able to come back from something like that either. Yeah. On the one hand, like you said, we're glad Rizzo just didn't forget how to play baseball and it just sucks now. But what if he does? What if he never recovers? Which is, I don't want to say gonna happen or likely to happen, but it's a possibility. It could happen. He could never recover from this. Not to the level of being a professional hitter, maybe. I don't yeah, again, you we don't know. The brain's a crazy thing. Add it to the list. That's the thing, man. There's just there's just a laundry list. There's a laundry list of things. And the only thing that can make us feel better right now is if this team goes on a streak and, and actually starts playing well. That's it. Because you add all these things to 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 you know below below uh mediocre baseball. You know what? What do you look for? What do you look for? You look for for guys re- resurfacing. And even when I'm looking at Judge, man, I I'm, I can tell when he's running, it ain't right. He's not right. But we knew he's that. not right. And we knew that. We, we did know it. that. But he, he's not going to come. He, he's he's going to hit. He'll probably hit in spurts a little bit. But that toe's going to be an issue for the rest of the year. And he's not going to be the same Aaron Judge. He's not going to be that guy. He can't. No. Yeah. And he's trying. He's trying. But you get days like today where he looked terrible, went over. The guys around him went over except for Glaber, and that's the reason the Yankees lost because they couldn't get one hit. One one of those guys gets one hit in one of those at bats with runners in scoring position. It's a completely different game. We're not talking about they need to go five for fourteen instead of zero for fourteen. No, no, one hit. Just needed one hit. And you know the other thing about Judge too is if the Yankees fall, continue to fall back in the wild card. And and you know they're six seven games out. If that if that does happen, they did for for no other reason besides you know getting allowing Aaron Judge to fall into bad habits and to fall into bad mechanical things because of his injury. Similar probably to what DJ Lemayu has done, although he's looked better this past month. He definitely fell into some bad mechanical things that that got him into a place that he's never been, which is just a bad hitter and and not the the level of hitter that. That we ex- we'd expect. I don't want Judge to go hurt through the rest of the year and, and develop, you know, the, some bad mechanical things that that derail him for, you know, longer. Shut him down. Shut him down. Because if you see him laboring out there and this team is out of it, there's no reason for that guy to be playing. Yeah. All righty. Well, anything else you want to talk about? They got to beat the shit out of Chicago. Did you see Tim Anderson get knocked out? <laughs> Yes. My guy, Jose <laughs> Ramirez, who they should have traded for three years ago. Uh, you know, a guy that can make a lot of contact, does everything, you know, no, no problem. Could have given up the farm for him. 
gladly. The guy's a stud, and he's got a good right hook. Yeah, that was wild. They, 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 they. they I mean, they, they. That, I've never they seen. They went fighting yeah. Notre Dame, fighting Irish. <laughs> I've never seen a brawl start where it's like literally put him up. It's yeah. like you usually don't have the time to be like, all right, let's put him up. Yeah, yeah. And the the umpire was like a hockey ref. He's like, yeah, all right, like, all right they're fighting, yeah, sure. backing up. Yeah, yeah. What's good? So old ass umpire going to stand in the middle of those two guys? No. Well, he did for a minute. Then he realized they were fighting. And as the as the hockey refs do, they're like, all right, you guys are yeah. fighting. I'm I'm not going to get hit in the face. Yeah. Um, but that was entertaining. <laughs> it was entertaining. Yes, it was. Usually they don't swing. They swung. Hopefully Tim Anderson doesn't have Yo, a concussion. Jose Ramirez is one of those guys that I would pick on my team every day for anything. Fighting, baseball, oh, football. Oh, I thought anything. you meant, I thought you meant pick on like No, like, pick, I would have, yeah, he would yeah, be yeah. on my team. He'd be He's on just like team. one of those yeah. guys who who will, you know, he'll bite your ear off. He doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. He's going to do whatever he's got to do. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap up today's show. We'll talk to you again after the White Sox series. Once again, thank you to Game Time and to Factor for sponsoring us today. If you guys are interested in either of those two companies, go check them out for us. It would mean a lot. Talk to you in a few days. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.